but if you have stuff in there, then it suddenly takes on time. So one of the things that caused me extra time was I realized halfway through that I've obviously got these fish tanks. I keep a lot of fish, yes. right? And then I think, like, I have to move these tanks. Um, so, you know, how do I do? I've got to then drain the water. I've got to take the water out. Then I've got to move the fish. Then I've got to put the water back in. I thought that's an extra two days for sure, um, you know, which I didn't calculate. So, so yeah, it just takes time to get this stuff going on, you know. Um, anyway, anyway, folks, we're live, everybody. Uh, we are live. It's Brain Food Live on Air, bringing it to you every Friday. And we're delighted to have you with us today because we've got a special, folks. Um, it's rare that we have this opportunity, but um, it's something that we always like to try and do at least once a year um, because this lady is just a tremendous contributor uh, to us in the recruiting industry. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to ask people to do it if the time zone's really tough. And I hope my friends in the U.S. understand that. Um, it's part of the reason why when we do this show at 2 p.m. UK, 3 p.m. Uh, European time, oftentimes we can't get people from the West Coast to come simply because I'm reluctant to ask people to get up so early in the morning. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't get up in the morning to do it at that time. So I don't ask other people, right? So that's the reason why I'm doing it. But anyway, special occasion. Irina Shamaeva um, in California. She is here. She's gonna she's gonna come and and uh, show us some of her research, basically, um, because I I don't know um, anybody that knows Boolean search better than her, and I don't know anybody that knows search engines better than she does. Um, and when you compare those two things together, um, it's very often that she comes up with sort of insight for us um, that has significant difference. To how we might actually operate as recruiters. So this show is going to be about sourcing. It's going to be about Boolean searching. It's going to be about search engines. It's going to be about if you're using these things to try and find candidates, this is the show that you should be paying attention to. Okay, listen, let's do some housekeeping first of all. Um, for folks who are watching on Crowdcast, if you can hear me okay, just let me know and indicate that the audio and the visual is okay. Uh, just let me know in the chat stream. I need to apologize to the people in LinkedIn, by the way, who are watching it, who are trying to watch the last week's show on LinkedIn. I failed to go live there. Um, so a lot of people just sitting around waiting, looking at a blank screen. So my massive apologies for that. Um, I want to just check whether you can hear and see me okay on LinkedIn. And if so, just put a comment into the LinkedIn thread. Let me know that you can hear me okay. Those two things work, then you know what, Facebook and Twitter, uh, those two <laughs> social networks that are currently burning as in front of our very eyes. Um, I'm not sure we, we care too much at this point, but we are out on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Um, so all that is good. Okay, cool. A little bit echoey, are we? I hope that's not my audio. Um, could just be my cavernous uh, <laughs> my apartment is just so high. It's these vaulted ceilings, man. What can I do? Um, no, um, it's um, a, a quick one in terms of our sponsors, folks. We can't do this without our sponsors. So I just want to give a quick shout out to the company that's sponsoring this week's episode. It is a German company called High People. Um, if you don't know High People, do check them out. They started off as a background referencing checking tool. They're now expanding into talent intelligence. How do you basically gather intelligence to make a better decision before you hire this person? Um, and one of the cool things that these guys do is basically um, kind of do a mini survey of the people that, that the person has previously worked with. 
um, so that you as a recruiter and as a future manager and a future colleague can have a better idea as to um, you know how to best manage this person or how to how to best communicate with this person, um, and it kind of helps educate things like team fit, performance management, all the rest of it. Do check out High People. I'm going to put their link into the chat stream. Um, okay, um, let me firstly introduce my co-pilot today, Ala Pavlova. Great to see you, Ala. Um, Ala, you're here basically because you know this, uh, this topic better than I do. My hand needs to be held um, in, the, in the course of this conversation. So thank you for joining us. Um, for the people who don't know you, can you quickly introduce yourself, uh, who you are, what it is you do? Hey, hi everyone. My name is Ala. I'm based in Amsterdam. I'm a tech sourcer. So I still do a lot of hands-on work and so train small teams. And I work in gaming, so I'm very, very lucky. And so when I saw this opportunity with Irina Shamaeva, I really, really get excited because uh, she is diving so deep in the places of sourcing that we can be lost. So I'm very excited to see what she's going to bring to us today. Yeah, and it's it's going to be fascinating. So Irene is in the chat. So let's, uh, without further ado, just bring her on. Folks, if you have any questions for us, by the way, use the ask a question feature at the bottom of the screen. Or if you're on LinkedIn, just put a comment into the LinkedIn uh, comment stream. We'll get to them in a moment, uh, sort of at the end of the show. Uh, but let's bring Irene on and we can uh, see what she has to say. Because I do believe she's discovered, um, she's made some uh, new discoveries. Um, which uh, she was the first one to articulate this. Um, and I think they're worth us paying attention to. So let's see uh, whether she is okay. Um, ah, thank you, Mark. That's all. There she is, Irina. Good morning hey. to you. Hey. How are you? I, you know, Hung, it's not a problem for me. I wake up really early, kind of in European time, and happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I know, and everyone says that, but I, 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 I'm not sure whether they're just humoring me, um, because I, I need my sleep. You know, I'm not getting out of bed at six for anybody, but um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? See you later. That's not. You know, happening. since COVID, the time of the day sort of kind of slipped away. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But you're 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 all hours type of person anyway. I remember we we kind of chat on uh, Messenger and stuff like this I at know. any time of day. So so, so I'm kind of feeling less bad about, about this. Anyway, Irina, for the folks who don't know you, introduce yourself. Who are you? What it is you do? Um, what I do right now is uh, half of my time I source hands on. For some clients, it's just sourcing. I generate lists of people. It's very diverse. It's all industries, all locations. And that is feeding what we teach. I teach together the other half of the time. I teach together with David Galley. Uh, and we have, uh, you know, as many of you know, classes at sourcingcertification.com that uh, many people have taken. Um, in the past, I uh, I was, uh, before I became a recruiter, I was in software and my software friends kind of looked down at me when I was like, what, you're a recruiter now? But uh, <laughs> uh, you've, it, you've literally done the, the least credible, least credible career shift going from a software yeah. person to a Yeah, uh, a, a spammers, recruiter. right? Yeah. So, uh, well, they have accepted it by now. Uh, uh, that's about it. I uh, came to the US from Russia 30 years ago. And I'm sort of bicultural, bilingual. 
That's right. And um, you also write an amazing um, blog uh, called Boolean Strings, which I think everyone Correct. mandatory, please go just subscribe to that. I think you can subscribe to it. I've just shared it in the, the uh, chat stream there. Uh, it's uh, BoolearnStrings.com. It just comes out with these regular snippets of what I call do it today type of advice. Um, like lots of recruiting advice and blogs out there saying, yeah, do all this. It's like very abstract, very high level. It's like, okay, great. How do you even think about implementing that? You can't, you won't. Uh, but Irina's stuff, she'll show you something. It's like, okay, cool. You could do it tomorrow and actually you get better. So I is regularly featured on Recruiting Brain Food. Um, okay, Irina, let's just go straight into it. And Ala, I, I need you to dive in as much as possible here as well, because I'm swimming in deep water here, right? So I'm kind of like, oh, this is too much for me. Um, but um, what have you discovered recently that's caused you to start discussions like is Boolean broken? Because your blog is called Boolean Strings. You train people on Boolean operators. Like, why do you now say uh, this is broken? All right. So um, there is something that happened on, or I noticed on Google recently. Actually, I was at uh, SOSU EU. Somebody was getting sick, and I said, Phil, I can prepare another talk. And I started working on a talk about bullying, and then I ran into things that didn't make any sense. Then I wrote a blog about it, and then very luckily for us, we got uh, Danny Sullivan, who is like one of the top 50 bloggers, uh, Google evangelist knows his stuff. He replied to what I have written. So bottom line is this, Boolean search, as it is, Boolean and or not, this formal logic has long been broken everywhere, pretty much, including Google. Why? Because Google and other sites try to understand what we want to search. And if we start, uh, uh, so the simplest example on Google, you write manager minus manager should return nothing, returns uh, many results. Okay. It returns. It does exclude manager, but it starts bringing in uh, synonyms and uh, words with the same root. Okay. Okay. So, so let me just um, go back it's, again. I'm going to play it like, uh, like tabula rasa, empty-headed. Um, what you're saying is Boolean operators are simple commands that you teach. You basically instruct the search engine to deliver a certain set of results. They, they most obviously at the basic level, these are an and or command, or there are you know submit results that don't include this or do include that. Um, these are you know Boolean operators that you know most of us would probably be aware of. But what you're saying is search engines are always trying to improve because they're trying to guess what the human operator is really meaning when they type this in, because most users are not using Boolean operators in a very in a sophisticated way. They just trying to type in something that's like a human language and the search engine is trying to think, not think, but it's trying to figure out and guess, okay, what does that human being actually want? And therefore it's bringing back results, which are more skilled operator, um, which recruiters should be that are confusing or messy or certainly uh, adulterated with, with re results, which are disappointing. Right. Exactly. So 99.999% uh, uh, are people. Google, you know, Google is a verb. They ask questions. They don't know exactly what they're looking for. And Google prompts. The, uh, now, 
it is an intention and focus of Google's developers, but also Google as an AI system learns because the majority of the searches are this kind, open-ended. It learns very well how to answer them, and sometimes it wouldn't even include a word that you typed. Okay. Now, we sorcerers are in minority, right? So we kind of know what we're doing. Uh, and uh, from the comment of uh, the Google guy, it turns out that when you type a search, Google assesses you in this moment. I don't think it looks at your history. Like, do you know what you're talking about? If you do, it will start delivering you more concrete uh, answers with your keywords, more controlled. And it's not one or zero. It's like, it's a whole range. And they call it restrictive queries. So we have open-ended queries and restricted queries. The Boolean logic uh, can be, uh, you know, broken anytime you type a word without quotation marks. And it's not a big deal that the Boolean logic is broken. It's a side effect of Google trying to be more semantic, and it's good for us as well. Am I making sense? I, I do follow. Um, okay. what, what's what I didn't understand or what I didn't know was that this there was this concept of the uh, system making an assessment as to how skilled you are with search. Because how let's skilled not forget, your string is. I don't think it follows your sir, your history. Exactly. Uh, the string but, itself. Uh, yeah. How skilled is your string? Okay, so can you give us what an I example know, of I, what 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 would a skill skilled string be compared to it's a very interesting? String? It's an insight we never had before until a few hmm. weeks ago. So if you're putting words in quotes, it's a it's a, a restrictive search. It's not a skilled search. It's a restrictive search. If okay. you use a X-ray, a site operator, it is a more restrictive search. If you throw a bunch of words without quotes, it's an open-ended search and Google does whatever. Now the I difference see, I see, I got it, got it. So so sorry Irene, I'm just trying to get a handle for it for all all of the fellow fellow slow learners that I know are watching this because you know I'm not alone. There's 150 people watching this on Crowdcast, a couple of hundred in LinkedIn. There's at least a couple that are slow as me. Um so basically what you're saying is if you're just throwing words in without operators um, doing just a random search, the, the system's going to interpret you as just another user, like the normal user, and then yeah. throw back what they assume you're looking for. However, yeah. it will look for signs. Like if you put site.com or something like this, they would know, or, or, or use some sort of operator, they would know actually this person has a slightly more advanced way of using uh, the search. Exactly, Therefore, slightly. Yeah. It will not start returning you exact stuff yet. Now, it's not a problem to have Google follow the Boolean rules. There is an option called Rebedim. You, you select it, it follows the rules. Problem is this. You're not getting quality results when you want to get to follow the rules. Uh, unless there are like three results in the world, you're getting a bunch. And Google is not working very hard if you, if you have, uh, you know, 
Google is not working very hard to try to get uh, you um, um, kind of the right results. Sometimes it doesn't know how to rank them. So when uh, a person who doesn't know searches, Google tries to bring them results that make sense, a bunch of words that create a context. They decipher their intent and they give them answers that make sense. Uh, a problem for us there, for sorcerers, is that people who are asking questions typically want one answer, maybe a few. Uh, that's actually why I wanted to come back to the points about the manager minus manager. So the logic is like we were looking for a manager and uh, not a manager. We want to exclude the managers from the search. And I see Mark, he said that Google is trying to save us from shooting ourselves in the foot um, uh, with uh, like zero results. We like supposed to be zero results. But Google is thinking maybe like management because you're looking for a manager minus manage, minus manager. So, but you're still looking for something management related, right? I'll tell you what, it's really interesting because basically Google is maybe trying to avoid a null result outcome. Um, which is a, a devastating disappointment, right? That we know this from UX psychology. If you if you type something in or you input some energy into a system and you yeah. come up with no results, psychologically that's bad UX, that's negative. Even though that's good for us as a recruiter because we want to eliminate the chances of there being any results, Google wants to avoid that by just chumming chumming us some crap. Basically, it's, it's going to throw something at it even though it's not accurate on the on the just to avoid that blank screen but i can't remember the last time i put a search into google and got a no result uh, return i wonder whether they've simply eliminated that possibility no, no, um, it happens if you very very specific yeah. and yeah. search for something that doesn't exist so okay we have open-ended seekers the vast majority google is most trained at that I have my son giving me directions here. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, and uh, you, uh, a few answers is not a problem. The other way is searching specifically. And uh, sometimes searching specifically creates more results. That's what puzzled me when I posted. The, the example that I posted in the blog was I threw a bunch of words without quotes. It generated one result. I put every word in quotes and got 200 results, which didn't make any sense to me. By the way, it didn't make sense to Google's engineers at first. They didn't expect that. As they said, I, I heard from uh, some of one of them, uh, they had a fun time. It, something uh, discussing that. They did not expect that. So because words in quotes dis disable variations, if they're in quotes, you would expect Google to have fewer results. If they're without quotes, you would expect Google go synonyms. But in this world of Google trying to generate one result or a few for people with open-ended, it happens sometimes. And it's not a rule. I cannot tell you put every word in quotes and you'll get more results. But sometimes you'll get dramatically more results. Like so, so, so doing so, the so opposite. Hard. Yeah, expecting the opposite, having less results. 
yeah. can run some searches on the screen, but we can just continue talking. They're in no, my, no, on I, my blog. I, I would say it would, it would be useful for us to have a look at some of this. Um, so, yeah, feel free to share your screen, uh, Irene. I think you can do that um, on – there should be some toggle. Can you do that? Actually, I don't even know how you do that. Um, I actually, oh, yeah, you can I, do it. I have a request to the audience. We love to be connected, but you know it's an interesting topic. Let's let's make sure that we speak about Google uh, in the chat and ask questions. We can run maybe a connection marathon at the end, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think some of these folks are just catching up with things, but that's all good. Um, so, Irina, share your screen. Let's have a look at what you're talking about. It'll be interesting to know. Um, especially for, for, for people who aren't, you know, similar to me, um, uh, you know, rather than have to imagine what we're talking about, we'll, we'll simply look at it. Um, okay, how do I share my screen? If you hover over your own sort of window, there should be some um, icons at the top of that window and one of them share screen. Over your own face, Irina. Yeah, thank you everyone for putting event. the no. the, uh, the uh, questions in the um, ask a question. So we are going to take care of them. No worries. Yeah. Is there anything above or better than X-ray search? I, I I don't know. Is there anything above or better than I don't know coffee or shoes? Yeah. I mean, probably a bit need a bit more specific there. Um. Okay, Irina, are you going to share screen? Do you know how to do it? Yes. Uh. Okay, uh, I, I was just reading. Okay, I need to uh, concentrate. Uh, I think it's also important to understand that you are talking only about Google. Where? So we are not touching about LinkedIn, any, anything, in any other searches. Yeah, and LinkedIn search we know is broken. Um, so we might have a chance oh, to LinkedIn talk a little searches. bit about that. Don't get us started. <laughs> we all we all know this. I mean, it's it's completely uh, you give up. I mean, like sometimes you can type the name of the person that you had to totally connected with. It's like no, it's not happening. Um, so I'm sorry to be clueless. If you hover, if you mouse over your own kind of image, your face here. Um, so so oh, within. Oh oh oh. Yeah. I'm so bad with software. Oh. Okay. Um, and yeah, Ross, I agree. We should uh, be going to Google first. This. Yeah, that's true. Agree. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. So um, one thing is uh, about specific. Okay. Let, let's, let's run the... Uh, examples that I had uh, here. So I'll be just uh, running them from, okay? So uh, see, I really, these still, are- I think you've got to hover over your, uh, I think you have, yeah, it's, it's fine. Go ahead. Do you see Go my ahead, screen? Irene. Yeah, it's fine. Yes, all good, all good. Okay, so here, this search is just a bunch of words um, without quotation marks. And we get uh, uh, 88 results, okay? Now, the next search, see what I added here doesn't make any sense. I excluded a site ZZZ. There are no sites ZZZ, so I excluded pretty much nothing. See? Uh, and. Uh, 
one thing about the number of results, uh, we uh, we should not uh, never be paying any attention to this number. It does not make uh, any sense. I wish Google didn't show it. The real number of results is when you go to the last page and you have searched with all the results included. So for this search, we got uh, 114, okay? This search, 88, we excluded something non-existent. We got more results. But this, this is what made the search more specific. Now, uh, next one. Uh, Irina, is it possible for you to make it a little bit bigger, like zoom in a little bit the screen? People say that they can't see. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Okay. That's, that's perfect. Okay, so <laughs> here, uh, uh, and don't pay attention to this. It's my extension that allows me to uh, copy strings for any document. So uh, here, I've added just a couple quotation marks and to know the number of results. Now we got three pages, so the number of results is 200. That is what was not making any sense. And finally, if I add even more quotation marks, I get uh, four pages of results, and it is 300 uh, something, okay? Uh, Irene, is it always that the Google shows like 200, 300 results? What? When you search. Is it always that Google uh, shows you like 200, 300 results? Is it the maximum? Yes. You can I see mean, with any I, search? Sometimes it's a little over 300, but I haven't seen searches over 400 forever. And the number of results Google is showing, I mean, these, these numbers are not for comparison. They don't reflect anything at all. Just don't pay attention to them. Go to the last page of results. Make sure that you have included every result. Uh, you will either have a link at the end of the search uh, on the last page, or you write end filter equals zero in the bar. I think I can stop sharing for now and we can continue speaking. I showed you the, the main part of it. So based on these explanations, uh, I mean, Boolean is broken, but it has been broken for a long time. It's not broken, it's altered by semantic elements that come in more and more, okay? Uh, but um, uh, nothing is broken. I mean, you are entering terms, Google is responding. What was surprising there is the number of results, and then we learned how it thinks. And another thing that we're noticing is if we are looking for more and more results, because Google limits it to two, three hundred at the time, as Hunt correctly says, sometimes we want more. For example, we are x-raying LinkedIn for something, and there could be more than a thousand results. It turns out that very slightly tweaking your search, re, uh, you know, putting uh, words in a different order or repeating uh, the same word several times or excluding side ZZZ, you know, little things like that, that formally do not make a difference, create totally different sets of results. So knowing that you can now um, uh, add, okay, thanks. Uh, you can now be uh, appending these results to each other and getting long lists from those x-rays. And those okay. do not make any sense. Why? So, so, but Google is not trained on repeated words. Right? 
So, okay, so, so, so some some like little things we can do. So we know that ultimately there is kind of like a random factor involved here that causes us to uh, lack the, the control. Uh, so so the, 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 the use of our sourcing skills has kind of been compromised by some of these aberrant results that are coming through. What you're saying, Irene, is there's certain things you can do to increase volume of uh, results, including a nonsensical site um uh, 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 oh, uh yeah. don't don't search a nonsensical site that the, the the site command itself hopefully will tell google that actually this is a smart user don't give them the semantic sort of results give them what this person is actually trying to ask for so are you clear on that folks a site.com search is there to try and limit your search to a particular site. So typically you do that on LinkedIn, for instance, if you wanted a bunch of LinkedIn profiles. We understand uh, the site command, folks. Um, now what Irina is saying is uh, sometimes you wanna insert the site command, but you don't wanna specify particularly LinkedIn, but you wanna put it in there, therefore you create a nonsensical site that doesn't exist in order to tell the search engine, to tell Google that you're a smart user, but it's, it's not gonna <laughs> eliminate anything because that thing doesn't exist. Is that correct, Irina? That's a one technique that you're suggesting. There are two things that I was trying to say. One thing is, is yes, there are ways to tell Google you are uh, running a restrictive search, or as Hunt puts it, you're smart. You can do that by including a site operator. It, it, you can do this very well by using quotations, as we've just seen. Uh, whether Google will give you more results or less in this case is random, but sometimes it will, okay? The second thing that I'm trying to say is Google is not trained on our uh, uh, requests that are complex and weird. Therefore, we uh, uh, it, it throws some results like, oh, what did you say? Why did you repeat this word three times? Like, here are some results. The next time it will throw some other results at you. So if you're searching for something, say x-raying for people on LinkedIn, where you can expect more than a thousand, you can write the same search string and do cosmetic changes, re move two words around, or exclude something non-existent, or repeat a word. And every time, because Google is not trained in this, and because it's not like 200 results, it's more, it will be throwing random stuff at you. When you combine all this, you get a long list. Nicholas Dorsens gave a talk at Sourcing Summit Europe, where he wrote a script, just you know, replacing three, three words. He was putting them in different orders. and. He, he wrote a script that was uh, appending these results one to another. Am I making sense? Yep, yep. So two and things. One is these restrictive and open-ended, which is important. Uh, but the other is repeat yourself in different ways if you're after more results. That's really interesting. So so it's, it's actually frustrating on one side. It's fascinating, like intellectually, to try and figure it no. out but it's also kind of disappointing, a little bit demoralizing in the sense that we have to do extra. Uh, Doesn't to sound get... like science, right? Yeah, it's... well, it's, it's not scientific, but it's, it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're problem solving, 
but the solution seems to be we have to do more. We have to actually do more variations. We have to do repeat searches often, as you say, small cosmetic changes that shouldn't make a difference, but do um, because of uh, Google's reluctance to do the, the two things, either present us all of the information or present us none of the information. They want to avoid those extremes. They've somehow hit on the idea that several hundred is the optimal uh, in terms of numbers of results that will satisfy the the, the user experience, um, but um, but that is not an, an accurate figure. That that is not what um, we've actually instructed the engine to do. Um, so just like yeah, Lee is saying in the chat, like there's nothing logical about Boolean logic. Um, but uh, what I've noticed as well, I think I've really you too. Um, the people are trying to create a very complex booleans and uh, put everything like asterisks like for example i've noticed if i put three asterisks i get um, uh, more results than if i put like five of them and um, all this you know advanced uh, things that you can add to boolean actually is screwing your search and uh, you're getting less quality results um, what would be your advice in terms of the um, uh, like boolean structure so try everything um or there is some things that you would say try to avoid to make it too complex so that you end up with no results i would say avoid complex strings i, I search simply as Hun said my blog shows simple things I, I mean good sources are lazy we want something that just you know does something works and if i need to build this boolean string i mean for linkedin is a different matter for LinkedIn, your string is being built as you're searching, looking at results and adjusting it. And sometimes building this or string with names, companies, it absolutely makes sense. LinkedIn is a different story. And LinkedIn.com search is broken, which is another pain. Uh, on <laughs> that's, that's part two. Uh, so so let's, let's just remind everyone, this is Google specifically, right? So every search engine is going to operate in a different way. So we're talking yeah, specifically absolutely. on Google, but also we can also understand that the overall theme of these search engines attempting to kind of produce what they try to guess intent of the user is still a pre prevailing uh, engineering and product uh, a driver in most of these uh, most of the, the, these yeah. products, so we yeah. can expect yeah. similar type of irrational yeah. returns, whether it's your Bing now, yeah. or whatever right. it is. Going back to Google, uh, if you are trying to get as many results as possible, you should absolutely never use the operator or. Period. I mean, run your search with every term and collect the results. Hundred percent of the time, you will have more results. And people continue writing it. People are fascinating with these. Or, or is the or, best? It's or. like it's, it's favorite because it's like it's give you options. <laughs> it's all bad. I mean, basically, that's known to be bad. Is that right? Because it, it reduces the it reduces the return. And if you're using or, Google stops interpreting. What does that mean? Well, when you write your keyword like manager minus managers. If you write manager or director minus manager, you will get nothing because under or, Google stops looking at your words. What Google does, if you have an or, it takes every term in your or and runs a separate search. Then it has results for, say, 12 searches, right? If you have a couple of ors. 
it has no idea which terms are important to you. So it'll be like put them in any order and it'll decide that 200 is enough. And you could have gotten 200 for each of the 12. Yeah, uh, so interesting. It's um, life-changing okay. advice. Yeah, I think a lot of us in sourcing using or. Thank you, like, I mean, yeah. I, well, that, that, that thank you. Thank you. As we learn, aren't they? I mean, we, we a lot of us don't get beyond this. So if you think about just throwing words into into the input field as stage one, the stage two is maybe putting and or commands in. Um, stage three, maybe putting some quotes in. And then most people stop at that point. Um, that that human user, as in non-recruiters, would probably just abandon the search at that point and shout it out on on some social place to find the result they're looking for. So, so there's a there's a point where um, most people will abandon searching as a way to discover information and, and, and use another way. Recruiters obviously have a different attitude. We have to keep digging deeper. And also we want, and one point you mentioned, which was a psychological difference that's, that's totally worth uh, sort of underlining, is that recruiters actually want to maximize the volume of returns, whereas most people actually want to have less returns. Um, and so we are, are kind of uh, expert users, but also weird users in terms of what we want the, the, the results to produce. Um, and the product builders are building for the mainstream. They're not building for us, which actually leads me to um, talk about something that you've been quite an expert on, Irina. You've been a, a great builder of custom search engines. Now, how does all of this, these changes within Google, uh, how it delivers results, has that messed up sort of uh, CSEs? What's, what's the situation with that? Oh, CSEs are returning 100 results home. There is... CSCs are not exactly for getting as many results as possible. They are more for getting results, A, without typing operators, and B, on the other hand, for most advanced people to get exact values in some documents, which you can do with CSCs. So, and you know how CSCs work? So- Have you, have you, have you discovered sort of the, the, the output to be weaker as a result of some of these changes though? Because I would imagine that, let's say you built a, a custom search engine two years ago um, and it was operating under the principles of how uh, Google delivered results in 2020. But in 2022, they've changed a bunch of things. Um, have you tested the 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 older uh, custom no, search good, engines good, to good see point. what the result returns are? Good point, but they, they kind of think differently. So custom search engine kind of gives Google some idea of a search. Google gives it, you know, a bunch of data and then custom search engine kind of pulls out good stuff out of that. So it's never guaranteed to give you everything. Uh, and I'll do some tests if it's worse. I don't think so. Yeah, most of the custom search engines that uh, you've created um, on your blog, they're still working. Uh, still working. Like, yeah, specifically like looking for uh, women speakers or other things. So oh, they're cool. not broken, but yeah, but um, mm -hmm. it, it, it probably checking worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, well, before we get to the questions, Irina, just project into the future. Where do you anticipate the product development of Google to, to, to go? Um, I mean, it sounds to me that the current journey has made it more difficult for recruiters or sources to be accurate. Um, so that in some, in, in some degree, you disagree? 
We'll I disagree, talk. yeah. Go on. Why do you uh, disagree? I've clearly stated a fact. Um, you just need to, th to change your thinking. You know, it's not algebra, okay? But it hasn't been algebra for a long time. It's becoming more and more and more semantic. And you have to work with a tool that kind of speaks both languages. And it works way better than if it were just Boolean because there are so many pages out there. And Google does mm. make sense in a good way. Okay. So it's not that Google has become worse. No, it's become better. It's fantastic at understanding what we are after, even with specific searches. So you just need to know to play these little games if you're after many, many results. Yeah, and we need to we, we need to kind of keep our skills updated. So our relationship with the with Boolean, our rela relationship with sourcing per se needs to be dynamic. It can't it can't just be like as the, the, the system changes, um like we need to just keep up to date with it constantly. It's, um, it's almost changed its genre from you know something very scientific and mathematical to something that's intuitive and floating, you know. Mm, absolutely right. Absolutely, and it's to be a combination. honest, with you, that scenario. I wonder whether that will also change sort of um, the people who get good at search because you never get good at search. Sorry. Well, <laughs> so well, why do you say that? <laughs> like, no, well, the, the, it's like as soon as you I think, think you're, you're getting good, good yeah. It's that's like it. The moment as soon as it's all over, it's, it's done. exactly. Ah. It's like you know. So you always you constantly have to be creative, as you're saying, Karina. So use quotes, not use quotes. Add three words, change the places. So it's like um, you have to. Like I personally believe that you can never get good because uh, you you have to continue. You have to be creative. Creative. so that's probably what i meant sorry <laughs> no no you're I good at being creative right yeah being good at being creative right? and in sense of humor because when things are broken so that was some things that's a work that uh, you you do you know you rely on the results and then they're broken so you just have to um know that there is no recipe there is no set of rule how to change it, it you have to just sit down and try different things yeah, you need to have experimental attitudes and you need to keep you basically fiddling yeah, with you know, it. Um, sometimes pe people are like, Irina, what will this search file find? You know, type it into Google, okay? <laughs> yeah, and it'll right. produce, and who knows, from what we've talked about, occasionally it might produce different results. Uh, depending, it could be the same same search. If, if it's not actually fixed in terms of the, the results, even a small uh, sort of... Uh, 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 a space in, in the wrong place would generate something different. Um, so listen, we're going to go to questions in a moment. Before we do that, yeah. I just want to just get your, your view, Irina, on some of the search engines. I know we talked about Google. Maybe we've got actually space as an excuse to explore some others also. Um, but uh, as a quick, quick kind of overview, um, how have, have you encountered similar types of changes in the likes of Bing or Yahoo or whatever search engines that are out there? Um, you know, obviously they're much smaller than Google in terms of their market share, but they are being they are used by search sources because they do produce different results. So, have you seen any similar types of things going on there? I don't use other search engines. I use Google. Okay, Sorry. fair enough. Yeah. No, I, no, I don't find other search engines. Any time I go back and do some exercises, I go back to Google. Yeah, maybe because I've mastered Google, I don't know, but I it just seems superior. 
No, I think well, it's dominant for a reason. But maybe there's a re there's a there's room perhaps to investigate some of the search engines. Maybe that'll be a future sourcing uh, a thing we could yeah, do. You should invite Ronnie Bradshaw, who just spoke about them and who Did knows it? a lot. Really? Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, let me know, folks. Let me know in comments whether you think it'd be useful to do a non-Google sourcing type of breakdown. You know, what kind of search engines are out there that you can use that are non-Google specific? You know, it's, um, let me know if that's sort of something that's worth setting up. Um, it, go ahead. It, like using Google is also discovering sites on Google, right? You discover a site, you go x-ray the site, your search changes. It's not that you you know, bombard it with the same search over and over again. It's, it's a travel to these sites. I, I want to also add the example. So I have to search in Baidu. Uh, so using Chinese uh, uh, searching engines, and I can't find any information of, about myself when I Google myself there. So there's anything else, but not me. Like you know, does, <laughs> I'm very confused. Does Baidu produce English language returns? Does exactly. It, it, exactly. So it... I put like Ala Pavlova recruiter. So on mm -hmm. being on Google, like like second result is me but in baidu so it's like three Not pages there. it's three pages i need to scroll to see myself even if i do this so buried in the yeah yeah that's exactly. interesting yeah obviously we'll get ronnie on at some point i think that's that's something we should do okay folks listen we, before we get to questions we always do this at, at, as, as kind of a part of the uh every part of the show i know we've all uh changed some uh shared some linkedins already but it's important that we make sure that Brain Food Live is a conversation starting show, not a conversation ending one. Um, and we have to come off air in about 15 minutes. Um, so now is the time for you to take your LinkedIn profile, share it in the comments in uh, Crowdcast, share it on the LinkedIn thread if you're still watching on LinkedIn. I know about 100 of you are. And then make sure you connect with everyone else um, who has shared those links. Um, because everyone there is going to be a person that's interested in Boolean search, interested in sourcing. Um, these are all people you should have conversations with in future. Why don't you go together and have a have a chat offline somewhere um, with those folks? Worst case scenario, you leave this conversation with 20, 30, 50 new people uh, that you can network with and learn from. That's uh, something that's really important that we do on Brain Food Live. Um, okay, cool. Uh, something go ahead. Something I wanted to say about other search engines, uh, Yahoo, B, uh, not Yahoo, uh, sorry, Yandex, Bing, and so forth. Uh, you shouldn't expect that they follow Boolean or even their own operator. I mean, Gig, uh, Bing often doesn't respect its own operators, right? So you are in more uh, art than science, even more. Yeah, it's going to just be tombola style. And to be honest with you, this may be the, 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 the coming future of it as we get more close to the human, so to speak, as machines kind of step towards us and we end up speaking to them a bit more in a human language, they'll produce different types of returns. Um, there's going to be some interesting information. I think not in, in this week's Brain Food Week following, but um, there's, there's ways in which you could do voice to code now, which is crazy sort of level so instead of like thinking about translating uh, a, a sort of a human language into some sort of thing that a computer interpret you can actually speak english to this thing presumably it's english first and it'll crank out some javascript or something um and you think okay that's the future direction of how we're going to do discovery we're going to come off the keyboard at some point and we're going to end up talking to the thing and it's going to be spitting out stuff back at us that may be the end of sourcing, I think. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, not right. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's still with us for a, at least another half decade, I would imagine. Um, anyway, let's get to questions, folks, because uh, we've got 10 of them to go through. 
Um, I'm just go through them uh, actually in terms of vote rank. So let's do that. Uh, we've got Ross Fletcher. Let's start answering him. Irina, is there anything above or better than X-ray search? We don't understand what that means, Ross. Um, uh, please feel free to answer, ask that question with a bit more context, and we'll try and answer it. Um, okay, Zahir, uh, he said, okay, most companies have their employee details on websites. They also have their LinkedIn profile link. How to target within location range on Google? Um, so I think Zahir is actually asking a very specific search question. He's trying to target uh, a company's sort of uh, uh, this is us about us page um and how to you know do it via google is there is there a quick hit to to, to fix this or what no don't know i don't understand the question i mean uh, is it x-ray linkedin or is it finding about pages or is it, what is it i think he's trying to say he's trying to x-ray um he's trying to use google to identify employees based on a company about us page um so on boolean strings about us there'll be uh, you and david and 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 justina i think on there so if i knew the name of the company how would i go and search for um people um that are in that space so he's talking about location range can we locate the person i don't know maybe some there's some copy on the footer of the of the page i mean you I have guess. the company name and the person's name it's a matter of linkedin yeah, Zahir, I think we need more context on that. Um, let's I move think on. it's different searches. So, like, first you find the companies and tell them, like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a few searches. No, there's no, like, one magic search that you can do three things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's keep going. Paolo, okay, what do, what do you do about it in order to collect as much results as possible then? Variation, scrape, erase, duplicates, what's the process? I think I can answer this, given what Irene's already said. We have to accept there's a limited amount of searches that Google is going to give you. It's going to be three, four hundred, never a thousand anymore. Um, so you have to do multiple searches, I'm afraid to say, um, because they're going to produce different results. Um, and I guess we need to find a way to rapidly scrape through those. If you have some tools to be able to download some of that stuff, even better. Um, otherwise, it's going to be a lot of uh, you know flicking through the pages, which is obviously mind-numbing stuff. So yeah, there's no way in a, to 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 get the search engine to get Google to just give you all the results. Um, I think that's true, isn't it? Um, okay, keep going. Um, we've you. got we've got here chloe uh she, chloe say hi chloe uh she's saying okay uh, should we switch search engines then are we uh or are they being the go likes following the same principles uh answer is we're not quite sure so we're gonna get ronnie on to help us with that um but i think the following the following the same principles is likely but their implementation is going to be very different so we'll get different results for sure as a result of that um okay let's go to matt matt saying Worth asking uh, whether Boolean or limited searches are actually contrary to Google's business interest at this point in time. What are your thoughts on this? Um, is what we're doing bad for Google's business? What's the question? Um, so the question is, uh, is it worth asking? So it's a, it's a meta question, really, but let's just go with the question. Uh, Master said, look, is Boolean or limited searches contrary to Google's business interest at this point in time. So Google's business interest, I think, is obviously ads, ad revenue. Um, so presumably, uh, yes is the answer because they want us to click on the ads. Um, so we're going to type something in. The ads are going to give us the first couple of results and they want us to... So I'm, I think the answer is going to be yes. The way in which we're using Google is, is, is basically of no value to Google as a business uh, other than the fact we're, we're on site. Um, and we may be 
blasted with an ad now and again. Okay, let's move on. Um, so Satish, he's saying, putting keywords in double quotes give limited results over a string of keywords not in double quotes. Is is my understanding correct? Um, yes, I think that's correct, isn't it, guys? Double quotes gives limited results over the string with keywords not in double quotes. Um, now we can say yeah probably so if you, if you put that and the result is like that but in some time it can change and uh, results is like every word in the double quotes can give you less results or more results so yeah the answers the answers is is variable um and and yeah it's not clear um okay so here's katarina katarina saying if i put manager minus manager it shows me no results if i put manager minus manager it shows uh result i guess doesn't show any uh, i actually i don't understand now i don't understand this question um no it's okay it's okay let me help you uh if ahead. i put manager in quotes minus manager it shows me no results if i put manager minus manager without quotes um it shows results i guess the quotes doesn't show us any synonym to it so basically, so, um, if you don't put the uh, quotes on the manager, minus manager, uh, if, Arena, is it showing synonyms or it's not showing synonyms? If you put a, a word in quotes, it will stop showing synonyms. That's if you don't, it will bring synonyms. And an interesting thing there is if you make that string more specific, it will bring more synonyms. So if you say, I don't know, SAS, senior software, DevOps, manager, minus manager, you will see all sorts of variations of manager as opposed if you just say manager, minus manager. So you will be digging into Google's synonyms bucket. By putting yes. quotes, you're limiting. By adding specific keywords, by making the search more specific, by throwing in a few more keywords, you can watch it. You can watch Google starting to you know, bringing directors or owners or something. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So good question. It is uh, <laughs> a good question. Um, so we've got Rita. Rita saying, okay, when we are searching for a manager, Google brings variation synonyms like this, uh, like director or whatever. Where does Google take these synonyms from? Do we know actually how Google is generating these synonyms? It could just be like ingesting a, a, a dictionary, I guess. Um, but um for one, and that it learns, right? Google Google uh, code is AI. It means the code updates itself all the time. It searches yeah. differently tomorrow based on what user like today. That's right, and it learns as well. So oftentimes, people, if people are inputting certain words in 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 kind of consistently over over a, a long period of time, people it would make sense for the product team to think right. These, these words are somehow related. The language has changed. Uh, we need like to put that, the results. Yeah. And of course, uh, there's a lot of la uh, dictionary language knowledge, acquired yeah. texts, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you can simply swallow that. Okay, so Lee Candiotti is here. Lee, good to see you. Um, Lee said, okay, Irina, do you have any idea about what criteria Google uses to decide how informed a Boolean search technician uh, somebody is? So in other words, um, how do we know the... Uh, the like how does Google determine whether you're any good at search? Um, uh, you mentioned that Google doesn't consider your previous search history. So how does it make its judgment decision? I believe it's because you start putting operators in, right? Um, like if you simply put words in like a normal person, it will assume 
uh, that you don't know what you're doing and it will try and get your, try and like figure out your intent. Uh, but if you start putting operators in, it understands, oh, this person's using some some things that uh, are reasonably advanced, therefore um, you're more of a uh, If it were adjusting to uh, a person's level, uh, I think it would be confusing because we would be seeing different results for the same searches, like dramatically different. Absolutely. And I also asked uh, uh, a Google engineer uh, whom I found by him writing an article. I pinged him on LinkedIn. He asked not to repeat his name, uh, uh, but uh, he, he uh, confirmed stuff. And I asked him whether it uh, depends on uh, user's history. He said no. He confirmed that. So not uh, it's, not, history, it's yeah. not assessing how smart you are. It's assessing how specific your search is, how restrictive yeah, your search is. And you could it. run either. Yeah. Yeah, all on the street. Yeah, and you should run both, you know, because you would get different results. I think that's that's the, the key takeaway I'm getting from all of this. Um, okay, so Lee's ask another question, and it says here, um, does it make sense to build a custom search engine with some basic parameters, then build different options using that custom search engine as a platform to see what kind of results we might get? Um, I think the answer is yes to that, isn't it? We have um, a tool called Social List that does exactly that. Okay, feel free to share the link to Socialist into the chat there, Irene, in case people don't know sure. it. Sure. Um, okay, so we, we, we two more questions, okay, before we finish. This is from Sarah. Sarah said, is it possible to do a search through a resume? Um, what does she mean by this? Imagine we have an ideal profile with an experience we are looking for, and somehow we upload it to the platform like LinkedIn. Um, the system gives us similar profiles. Oh, I see what you mean here. So, 10 years from now, maybe? Ala, what do you think? <laughs> Ala, um, yeah. Absolutely music. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Like 100% agree. 10 years. Yeah. So, so this is possible. I like the thinking. This is the kind of creativity we're looking for, though. So Sarah's saying, look, if we have the ideal profile, you, you upload it to LinkedIn, that thing gets crawled by a search engine. The search engine might then decide, oh, I need to find similar results um, because this person is looking for this person and then might just deliver some more results for you. Not a bad way. I think that's possible. Why not? Give it a shot. Right. Um, you know the best like user interface? A button on the screen that says, do it. You come in. <laughs> yeah, just give that's it a right. shot, I would say. Okay, well, let's keep going. Um, as we're nearing the end of the year, do you have any reflections on how the sourcing industry has been in the past year and any goals for the year ahead? So this is one I think both of us could, both of you guys could try and answer. Like sourcing as an industry, have, have there been any like developments that are worth remarking on? Where is the state of sourcing, so to speak? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Pretty open question, so pretty open answers, I think. Go ahead, Ala. You want to give this a shot first? No? Uh, okay, how about you, uh, Irene? Do you want to answer this one? You know, I better answer questions, like hacky questions and how to. Uh, what I'm seeing, actually, is uh, I think sourcing is gaining strength, uh, getting some new voices, people getting on stage and in interviews, uh, starting to write blogs, showing up. And uh, uh, I think we have also an army of strong, I mean, the, those sourcing hackathons at um, SOSU EU, you have 100 people in the room and they're all very strong. It's very impressive. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Now I'm ready to add. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was go, looking for the challenge. Yeah, um, 
the, the good thing about sourcing that we have a community. So right now, a lot of uh, uh, sourcing recruiters are uh, experiencing some changes with uh, companies laying off. And what I've noticed, one of the first things, like we always try to find a way to solve the problem. So the sourcing industry is like a problem solving industry. And we right. reflect that. So I think now we're going to focus more on uh, finding the ways to find, I don't know, like a job in like anywhere, anyhow, and uh, support each other. Um, uh, yeah, so that's how I see the industry. Yeah, and folks, go ahead and join some of these communities out there. Obviously, everyone's here is part of recruiting brain food, but brain food is quite a, like a broad kind of a topic. Sourcing is only a, a slice of, of the things we talk about. Uh, but there are communities that are really focused on sourcing. Irina's got one, and Boonie and Strings, of course. Go and join Sosu. I think they're out somewhere. They're, they go to the events. SourceCon is, is out there as well. Uh, lots of interesting um, sourcing uh, groups on Facebook. Um, I think Michael Cohen's got a great Discord as well. Go and join those groups. That's where you're going to get a lot of info. Okay, final question from Olga. I'm not sure what we're going to deal with this, actually, because it's literally um, a string. Irene, I would appreciate your advice. Um, uh, does Before it that, that you know, about our industry, I think with LinkedIn being so buggy and things changing, uh, we also need to make sure people are on the same page. People are not wasting time using something broken. So our community needs to start reaching others. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I, Olga, I wonder, Irina, can you cast your eyes over this string here and, and see whether you can respond? So like, um, uh, I would appreciate your advice. Does it correct or too much? Uh, but what, Olga, what you're trying to achieve? So <laughs> this is like one of the questions, like, um, do you it's want to get clear. people with, uh, yeah, certifications, specific certifications, I believe, in specific uh, uh, location? So I see, uh, little, I see little brackets. I don't know, Irina, what's your opinion about brackets? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Are we, are we talking Google? Uh, we talking Google, so. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. Okay, on Google, you you can put parentheses. Google ignores them, so it really doesn't matter. They don't hurt. Uh, if you are writing a string co 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 containing ors, you can expect the usual comment from me. Uh, and is not an operator, uh, so and uh, do not include and. Uh, SiteLinkedIn.com. Uh, so view my verified achievement is the following. There is a site called Cradley uh, where people uh, post their, uh, I mean, uh, they uh, put their new certifications. When they get them, Cradley pr prompts them to share that on LinkedIn. So if you're searching for view my verified achievement, you are finding people who have recently shared something like that. Cool. Recently so got a certification. I think That's in this case. their profile. Huh? On, on this case, you can say that Olga's comments, uh, basically that string's 50% right, 50% wrong. Like, <laughs> you, you could literally no take right half strings. of this up. Exactly, uh, there is no String is not an entity. I'm, it's like I'm, a God. I'm, I'm, I'm going to condemn at least 50% of that string, Olga, okay? I'm oh. going to condemn it. It's terrible. Get rid. Uh, however, there's elements which are good. Um, so I, I hope you can use that. Um, okay, listen, we're out of time, folks. So thank you so much for your time. Um, you I hope listening. you've enjoyed it. 
Um, it's been a fascinating conversation as always. Um, this is a topic that I'd love to learn more about. I'm always fascinated by stuff I don't understand. So thank you, Allah and Irina, for educating me thank on you this. Both. Um, Irina, thank you for getting up so early. Um, enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully, we'll keep talking. We'll keep updating us in terms of what's going on. Your investigations are critically important for the industry. Um, and Allah, uh, great to see you. And uh, yeah, enjoy your new place. Uh, let me know how it all looks. You know, if you painted it black, I want to see some shots and stuff. Next so, time on the show, I'm gonna. Yeah, show yeah, we'll bring you okay. in. Are, yeah. are you gonna go gothic for us? It will be. Uh, <laughs> You know, time for the Halloween type of look. Okay, folks, that's it. We're out. Um, we're back next week. Next week on Friday, by the way, we're going to be talking recruitment automation. Um, what automation tools do you need to have for 2023? Um, and that's critically important. I think next year we're going to be confronting a very different market. It's going to be high stress. Chances are we're going to be asked to do more with less. One of the ways we can do that is using tools, automation tools. What do you need to know? We've got some amazing people. Greg Hawks is joining us. Sophia Broberger is joining us. Some other genius is joining us. It's going to be great. Make sure you're there. Follow the channel if you like this type of conversation and register for that show. And we will see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rina. Bye.